0: Hello and welcome to the Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host Lance. It's Thursday, so we're going to talk a little bit of history. All week we've been talking about poker. We've been knowing when to hold them, knowing when to fold them, knowing when to walk away. I forgot the song, I'll be honest. Um, But it's it's The Gambler by Kenny Rogers. Everybody knows that song, uh, except apparently me. No, so we've been talking poker. I love poker. Um, Monday you got to watch him play it. And it was horrible, horrible, horrible card runs. Um, But, you know, that's that's part of the game. That's what happens. Today we're going to look at the history. Not my history, because, like I said, it was a real bad run of cards. We're going to look at the history of poker as a whole. And there's a moth. If you're watching on YouTube, you just saw a moth come in and target me, tag me. Uh, uh, Yeah. Uh, that's another thing. If you are just joining the podcast, we are now airing live or not live videos, mm-hmm. recorded live videos of me doing the podcast and putting them up on YouTube, so you can see me talk as well. Um, yeah, poker gets a—I don't want to say bad rap. I want to say bad beat, because that's a poker term. Um, if and we'll get into that probably on tomorrow's show, but. When we think of American things, you know, uh, cinema is not an American thing. I think movies are an American thing. And if you want to know more about my stance on movies versus film versus cinema, email me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. I might do a Patreon-exclusive show about it. But they they are definitely three sides of the same coin, die, whatever. Jazz. Jazz. Blues, rock and roll, those are American staples. Those are American icons made in America. Um, We don't have a whole lot other things to be proud of (laughs) that have been made in America. Um, But poker is one of those things, and I wanted to look at that. Because if you go back, poker dates back, well really kind of just before the Civil War. There are, there were, let I me mean, rephrase it, there were historians who thought that poker originated from the Persian game of aznaz. Now, you know, we look at poker and not even Hold'em and modern flop games or community card games and that that is very much original in American, but the way the betting works, the way the the game plays out, um, it really has little to nothing to do with Asnas. And so that's kind of become the standard um, understanding of where poker comes from. Poker is very much American. Now, it was influenced a little bit by some French games. You know, if if you go back to the early 1800s, uh, late 1700s, you had French explorers, French trappers coming through all across America and doing their thing. Because the 52-card deck is from France. It's where most people credit the origin of it and everything. But when poker first started, so... Even then, before we talk about the game, let's talk about the name, poker. There's an Irish, polka. I hopefully got that right. Um, P-O-C-A, or P-O-K-A-H, polka. Very Boston influence there, obviously. Uh, which means pocket. Uh, there's a French word, poke, which comes actually from a German word, pochin which means to brag or bluff or to knock. So a lot of those, you know, just judging off of those words, you have your pocket cards. You bluff in poker. You can see that link there and how we, we took, like we do, um, in, in a good way most of the time, we took all these things from these other cultures, blended them together, and we made poker. And it's a beautiful thing. You know, That that's how we got here. And that's where it comes from. Um, there's some schools of thought that, you know, you go back to the Renaissance and you had primero um, and, or there's a French word called uh, Berlin, which both of those evolved into an English word like UK English, brag, uh with two G's. So it's not brag. I mean, I guess it is. Brag, brag, And those were basically taking that burlon, that word, and that style, because it's one of those noun and verb words, and you're throwing in bluffing. And, which is an American thing. Uh, history lesson. Before the American Revolution, most wars were fought with People standing, staring, pointing guns at each other, shoot, 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 or spear, 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 arrow, 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 however it may be. The American Revolution was one of the first major wars fought with guerrilla tactics. So you had your British coming in, the Redcoats are coming, and then you had uh, the revolutionaries, the Americans, hiding in bushes, hiding in trees, disguises, you know, the, the Culper Ring, things like that. And surprise, attack, win things like that. Uh, so the the thought of bluffing and lying and and things it it's very American. Take with that what you will in twenty twenty, uh, especially in twenty twenty election. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're talking about the history of bluffing and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we we take all of this and all these games come mm-hmm. together and depending whose book you read some of them will say everything i said was garbage and that a couple of guys just got together in the civil war and created this game but i wanted to mention those histories i wanted to mention where that came from uh because i think that even if evidence ever comes up that it's not true it's still really interesting you know it, it it's a a good base To see where you come from. So, poker gets started in what we know it as in the mid-18th century, down in Mississippi. And this is where you get, like, Mississippi stud, uh, Mississippi draw, everything like that. We're talking about 1800. And there really were two main forms, and depending on how many players you had. If you only had two players, you played with a 20-card deck, and you would bet who had the best hand. Now, in this 20-card deck, and even in the 52-card deck with four players, they didn't acknowledge straights, they didn't recognize flushes. It was pairs and trips and quads, which is uh, a pair is two of a kind, trips is three of a kind, and quads is... I guess that's eight, if I'm holding up two. Quads is four of a kind. So that's, that's something to think about. Well, so then... It goes and people are playing it, and um, everything. And the as the Mississippi becomes a main route of travel in America from the north to the south. You know, we're talking like the eighteen teens, eighteen twenties. Riverboat gambling trips, like that's something we kind of joke about now and, and you know poke fun at. But at the time, they took these riverboats and what are you going to do but gamble? You know, bunch of guys, bunch of soldiers traveling, they have their money, they have nowhere to spend it. Why not, you know, bet and try and one-up each other? And so that's where you get it. And then, as it developed, you would get stud poker, which is the five card. You're, you're dealt five cards and whatever happens. And this is where the straight comes in. And right now we're in 1860. This is post Civil War. Um, then wild card poker comes in. So poker kind of spread across the world uh, to Europe at least. Uh, so I'm not going to say the world, but over to Europe and stuff. But America, America, brought in the wild card. And personally, I don't like playing. Well, you know, deuces wild, uh, one-eyed Jack, suicide kings, whatever. I don't like playing wild because it changes it changes the game a little too much for me. But they did what they did, and then you would bring in low ball and split pot uh, about the turn of that century in 1900, and then in 1925 we're talking you know uh, post World War I, Great Depression that era you would get community card poker games, and this is like the modern Texas Hold'em where you have cards out there on the flop on the board to look at. And that's your early history of poker. And really from 1920s to 1970, nothing happened in poker. I Just completely honest. It, it, was, it was a game. You know, some people would play it. You would see soldiers playing it. You would see uh, people in certain socioeconomic situations play it. But it wasn't this big thing. Well, then in the 70s, they figured out, Hey, let, let's put them in the casinos. Let's do let's do things. And the World Series of Poker was born in 1970. Well, now this is a place you can go and you can win some money, but you have to be a professional. And these early pros had great names. First, of all, some of the early winners you had Johnny Moss, Amarillo Slim, Bobby Baldwin, Puggy Pearson, and Doyle Bronson, the Tin Deuce. I if you watched me play the other day. I talked about the 10 deuce and how that was Doyle Brunson's hand. And all of a sudden, okay, it's starting to get a little traction. And Doyle Brunson won a couple of World Series. And he published his book, which was Super System. I don't, at this point in time, I don't recommend reading Super... I mean, if you're an established poker player, if you know how the game works, yes, read Super System. Because it, it's a cool study of the game. But modern poker players don't play by those strategies anymore. You know, we talked about ranges and outs and stuff like that. Back then, it was uh, a completely different game in style, the way you played. So then you, you get going, and poker picks up a little steam. Even Next Generation, over a dozen episodes, they played poker on Next Generation. I think that was my first exposure to it, and maybe that's why I love it so much. Then California would legalize some of it. Um... You would get the the Native American the Indian Gaming Regulatory Act passed, which was nineteen eighty eight. Let me check eighty eight. had to check my notes, and that that opened up the floodgates. But even then, it still wasn't the flood floodgates. People were playing it more, kind of getting used to it, and uh, everything. Poker changed its game in nineteen ninety eight. That's when you had Planet Poker, an online poker slash gambling website that had the first online poker game for real money. You could go online from the comfort of your home. You didn't have to drive to a casino, travel to a casino, anything like that. You could play poker from your home and win money. And that's when it all changed. And that's when you had the 2000s. So... Going forward into the 2000s, um, and th- this is when poker really, really hit me, you know. We're talking from uh, to kind of 2004 to 2008, 2003 to 2008, in that area was a huge poker boom. And it was because of the online poker life. You had two people who won the World Series that qualified for their seat in an online satellite game. Um, there was Moneymaker, that was his real name, I promise, and who was the other one, um, Chris Moneymaker and Greg Raymer. they will always be famous because they were basically regular Joes like you and I, won the online game, went to the World Series, won the World Series, and that's when you had millions and millions and millions of dollars on the line, and so they did well. You also had poker changing the way they played the game, or not played the game, changing the way they showed the game. You would get in the introduction of what they call hole cards, uh, H-O-L-E. This is what you had pocket in the hole. They had hole card cameras, and people at home, we could see what these professional poker players were rocking. Um, I hope you all go watch this YouTube video because I'm, like, in a samurai showdown with this moth at this point. Doing the live takes. I, I can't edit stuff. Normally I'd edit that out. But you can uh, you can see. So now all these people who are writing these books who are telling you, oh, this is how I play. This is how you should play. Well, now you're seeing. no, you raised with do seven. No, you slow played aces. No, you did this and this and that. And so, poker becomes a spectator sport. Like, watching people play is one thing. I enjoy watching people play poker, even without like without the cards in a casino, because I can track their faces. I can see what they do, what they say, how they act. But, if I can see what cards they have, that adds a whole new level of interaction. And it's, it's great. And it changed the game even more. Like, the game is constantly changing at this point. Because now the pros... They can go back and watch video on their opponents. They can go see, oh, Negrano over here. He raised with 9 uh, 910 suited. Oh, Phil Helmius over here. Look at how he just set on pocket queens like that. Like they they were able to restructure how they did. And it worked for some and some it didn't. You know, there's still Poker player like Daniel Negrano, Phil Ivey, guys like this who have master classes out there, who I reached out to, but uh yeah, they're they're obviously not on the show right now. Uh they adapted and in this new poker world, they did everything. And this this phase, these few years, this is when we saw all the most of those movies that we talked about. Obviously, Rounders was in the nineties. Um, but Lucky You, The Grand, all those other ones we talked about, they came out in this poker boom. And it faded off, Uh, as with everything, you know. But poker now, it's still more popular now than it was pre-boom. You're still getting people going online. I play online a lot. Uh, Not as much now, actually. First of quarantine, I did play a lot. Because you can play for cash now there's a lot of loopholes like here in my town we have a couple of card houses where i can legally go play poker win lose money and have fun and hang out and it's great but it's not what it was but it's better than what it used to be i think there's a a george Strait song that's kind of along those same lines But the history of poker, it's weird. It goes from literally nothing to, oh, hey, here's poker. To nothing for over 50 years. Really, uh, almost 80 years. And then, poker. There it is. It's everywhere. Everybody loves it. Everybody's talking about it. It's all over every single channel, in every single theater, on everybody's phone, laptop, device, whatever. And then now it's kind of subsided a little bit to just be I don't know like kind of smooth it off standard. And that's okay. You know, cuz uh, Phil Helmuth has a saying that if it wasn't for dumb luck, he would win every single hand. I'm not Phil Helmuth. I'm not that good of a poker player, but I agree with that statement 1000% because you're going to get people who are just lucky, you know. I my oldest is in 6th grade and we we're talking uh statistics and stuff and he he was explaining how sometimes the numbers are broken. I was like, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Well, I he has this game that charts odds and stuff. He's like, "Something will only be a 10% chance and it still works." I was like, "Yeah, that's how gambling works. That's how betting and everything works is Go back and listen to that speech in Ocean's Eleven about how that one time you bet on the house and you take it all. That's how it goes. And that's what poker is, you know. Somebody's going to get lucky. People are going to get lucky. I've gotten bad beats, and I've won bad beats. My deuce three, favorite hand. I've won more money with it than I have pocket aces. So it, it is what it is. But the history of poker is all over the place and a huge roller coaster, and it's great, and I love it. Um, let me know how long have you been a poker fan, if you even are. You can let me know in the comments below on wherever you're listening or watching this, or you can find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, all of them. Just look for The Night Nerd. Or follow me on Twitch. I'll probably be playing some more in the coming weeks just because there's a lot of fun. On Twitch, we are Night Nerd Podcast. Like I said at the top of the show, email me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. Follow us on Patreon. A couple of bucks a month get you all sorts of great shows. Patreon.com/slash/TheNightNerd. Uh, definitely worth your time. I'm doing special commissions every month for people. Hand drawn. I don't know if you know this, but I'm a I'm a decent artist. I mean, I don't think I'm great at anything in life, but I'm a I'm a pretty solid artist. And yeah, you should get on there and check it out. But otherwise, that's going to do it for us today. Again, my name is Lance. Thank you all so much for listening, watching, joining us, and we will see you next time.